Hi, I'm Chef John, and we're talking about food. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Good to have you here tonight. Um, of course, it's inevitable. We have to talk about coronavirus and what's going on there because uh, there, there's been a lot of happenings in the food chain, the way we get our food and the way it works. So really, I wanted to take a look at that, and I was kind of surprised when I started researching this that uh, some of the things that I came up discovered and learned about it were things I never really thought about. You know, let's go back to the beginning. It was in January uh, the 20th, 2020. Uh, that was the first verified reported case of coronavirus in the States. After that, everything just went crazy. And by April, all the extensive stay-at-home orders were put in place across the country. Uh, that resulted in a lot of panic buying. People flock into the grocery stores and on empty shelves. And, you know, it's it's been the big joke about toilet paper for the last couple of months. But the thing is, once the restaurants and bars shut down, grocery stores and online retailers, everything increased there. It was a shift in demand. And it stressed our food supply. Uh, some of the labor markets were messed up. I know a lot of people lost their jobs, especially in the restaurant business. And there really never was a supply issue. There was always enough to go around. It wasn't supply. It was access. Uh, sudden closures in the restaurants and commercial food industry really caused a large disruption because the food growers, the processors, and the distributors, well, simultaneously and very quickly, they had to adjust to the drop in food service sales because food that's packed for restaurants is different sizes, different packaging, different labeling than what you find in the grocery store. I mean, how many people at home have those great big number 10 cans of spaghetti sauce in their pantry? Not very many. These foods had to be repackaged. And repackaged, relabeled, and set up because the demand for the restaurants was gone. The demand for the retail had increased. And this was just a very costly and a time-consuming venture for them. And it resulted in a lot of waste. A lot of perishable winter products were just dumped. Uh, I heard about milk being poured out, uh, crops that were abandoned, or even just plowed over because the farmers were struggling. They they couldn't sell it anymore. Uh, slaughterhouses and food processors were deemed to be or, and agriculture workers were deemed to be essential workers and they were exempted from the state home orders. However, we saw a lot of high COVID outbreaks, especially in the slaughterhouses. I, these people work shoulder to shoulder and they're indoors. Uh, supervisors and all, oh, they tried to implement the social distancing measures, but you know, Outbreaks were still bad, and the meat processing plants, over 30 plants, were closed because of COVID outbreaks. Now, the Trump administration, you know, deemed these workers in primary and agricultural food 
essential workers, as I've already said. And But this led to a lot of culling of hogs and chickens, and suddenly there was a meat shortage. The USDA at this point said that poultry, beef, and pork processing plants could increase their processing speeds. This is a problem for safety to the workers. Quality control was compromised. Uh, if you've been reading my blogs or following my podcast for any amount of time, you've probably seen the title, When Pigs Fly Too Fast. And that's what I was talking about in this blog and that podcast was about speeding up the production lines. It's because they've been trying to do that for years anyway. And it's just not safe. It's really not. But if you're really interested in a more detailed explanation of that, look up that blog or that podcast. And we're going to be back here in just a minute. Hey, Chef John here. Uh, welcome back. Glad you stayed with us. Uh, well, we talked about the downstream problem with the chains. Let's let's talk about the upstream now, aside from repacking issues and shutdowns and shift in demand and such, the upstream was having a problem too. Because you know, borders were shut down and limited on who and who could and couldn't cross. Uh, April, which was the peak of all of this, suffered from a lack of workforce. I, many of these workers, even though they were deemed essential, they were migrants from Mexico. And this is a very labor-intensive side of agriculture when you're going out and doing the harvesting and picking the lettuce and all that stuff out of the fields. Uh, many of this people are Hispanic, largely Mexican, but very much Hispanic. And it's very dependent on undocumented workers, but the government did... However, they eased the restrictions on the H-2A visa rules. Uh, they lifted the three-year limit on that. They made them a little bit easier to get. However, you know, these immigrants, when they come up from Mexico and South America, they travel together. They live in very close quarters. They live in close contact. And an outbreak to the among them would be devastating. So they're trying to do harvest and social distancing at the same time. And that just slowed things down. So there really never was a widespread shortage, but limited surprise supplies of fresh produce at the grocery stores. It just, it, it was a little bit harder to get. Again, this was not a supply issue. There was plenty out there in the fields. However, there just wasn't anybody there to pick it, anybody to pick it up, anybody to send it out. Uh, overall, our food chain and our supply is strong. You know, it's, yeah, food insecurity, it's a big problem. Uh, people have lost their jobs, they've lost their income. Uh, and then on top of that, of course, meat and dairy prices spiked. But there's still, there's plenty of food to go around out there. We're a very resilient nation. And our food chain remains viable. It's just, you know, these things happen and we adapt. We change. We come to it. Uh, we step up to the plate and we do what we have to do. Um, I was at the grocery store just a couple of days ago and everything was there. 
you know, no more panic buying, no more people going crazy. The supply chain is back around in order. So we're doing good. We've done good. It was a little shaky there for a while, but we did good. So I'm Chef John, and I thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, visit my website, chef-john.com, and take a look around. Uh, you'll learn a little bit more about me and what we do and how we do it here. And would really appreciate, you know, it's, uh, I love doing this and I want to keep it free for everybody, but it costs me money. And I would really appreciate your help. If you can just make a small donation of any amount, would really appreciate it. It would go a long ways. I do not want to start having to sell subscriptions or anything like that. So I want to keep this free for everybody and would appreciate it if you'd help us out. Well, tune in again later and hope to see you soon. I'm Chef John, signing off.